Thanks for joining me today on this daily word. Today we're in Galatians 3. And Galatians 3 starts off with a very bold statement by Paul to these believers here at Galatia. And he says, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ had been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Excuse me. Uh, Paul comes to them with really perhaps the strongest language he's used in any of his epistles uh, in, in, in this order. Since, since the work of the Judaizers is such a different gospel than the one that he proclaims, he uses this very bold language saying this is not a matter of opinion. This is not a matter of preference. This is a matter of truth and error. So he's going to be very bold in this area. He calls the Galatians, first of all, foolish. Oh, foolish Galatians. The word there, foolish, uh, the, the Greek word means mindless, brainless. He, he says in this, in this following, they have not used their brain. They've been foolish. And then, and then he speaks of the, the word bewitched, as if they were under a spell. Who hath bewitched you? Who had taken you uh, in the mindless state you're in and cast this spell upon you that you should believe this, uh, this other message other than the one that they had received directly from the Apostle Paul. Now, um, it's interesting, it says, uh, Who hath bewitched you that you should uh, not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you? Before whose eyes? Is it before the Galatians' eyes? Or is it before the truth's eyes? That's kind of interesting uh, phrasing there. Uh, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ had evidently or been evidently sent, set forth, uh, the, the way the text is written. And how is it that done? By the written word. By the written word. It was set forth, uh, the, the word there, um, uh, the word there is uh, progra- prographo. Uh, it, it requires writing, written down. And by the way, this is so important. We don't want to get caught up with uh, as much with the spoken word or uh, or you know we, we can very easily fall into signs and and uh, uh, you know wonders and, and and really seek after those things no it, it comes back to the written word uh, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable and so we have to come back to the written word that's what reveals the crucifixion of Christ that's what reveals Jesus himself it's the word of God and so how is this set forth it was set forth in writing um, what's interesting is uh, a lot of modern translations do not contain the words that you should obey, uh, not obey the truth, uh, nor the words among you. And what it does is it leaves it kind of um, confusing what, about the bewitching, what aspect here was bewitched. And so, so let's look at this. O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before his eyes, Jesus Christ had been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Before the truth size, as the truth has been laid out and they see the clarity of Christ being crucified, uh, what's interesting is it says that they should obey and not obey the truth. If you were to ask these Judaizers, they say, no, no, we're absolutely obeying. The problem is these other guys who believe in grace, these other guys who believe in liberty are not obeying anything because they don't believe uh, it's by obeying. They believe it's by believing. And uh, so what truth are we obeying? Well, the truth that Paul preached to them, that salvation is by grace through faith. 
And, uh, and this is so important because uh, these Judaizers were bringing a different message. They were bringing the message of the law. They were bringing the, me- the message of, uh, of uh, you know, this endless rituals of obedience. But, uh, but as we've seen so clearly in uh, chapter 1 and chapter 2, specifically chapter 2, uh, he's laying out this case that righteousness is not found in the law. Only Jesus Christ can make one righteous. And so, so as he's laying this out, he, he questions them and he says, you know, who's bewitched you? And I want to I challenge you with this. It's in Colossians, I believe, that says, uh, uh, talks about um, uh, vain ph- philosophy and traditions of men, the rudiments of this world. And, uh, and here's what happens when we're not engaged, when we've been foolish, we've been brainless. <laughs> um, we're not taking the truths of the word. We're not rightly dividing the word of truth. We're not putting it in its context. Good human reasoning clouds our vision. Good human, uh, human nature clouds our vision. Why, why, what does human nature teach? Human nature teach a, teaches a, uh, uh, it's natural in us, a justice system. Uh, you must right wrongs. You must. There's a scale, right? There's all this stuff. And so, what does man-made religion do? It goes into human nature. He puts together a system. And God, in His uh, His omniscience, recognizes the fact that we could never be good enough and measure up to His righteousness. So He, sending His Son to die on the cross for our sins, as a propitiation for our sins, an accessible sacrifice, the only way to actually right the wrongs. Because we will come short every time. That's how relentless the law is, you see. And so, so Paul shares this truth that salvation is found in Christ alone. No rituals, no law, none of those things. And these Judaizers come along and say, that's great, but let's not forget all of our Jewish tradition, all of our, all of our customs, all these things. And it's primarily, uh, specifically putting it on to Gentile believers who never knew the law, who never understood those things. And, uh, and what's interesting is you never find in the Gentile church, uh, the New Testament, them emphasizing aspects of the Jewish customs and traditions. You don't see it. All right. The only time you see it addressed, it's people who are already Jews and them trying to put it on others and judging other men's servants. Uh, uh, see Romans 14. And so... So here, this is something we got to be so careful with, not to not to fall into this trap. And that is, when people come with some clever talk, when people come with some, you know, well, let me give you something to think about. Now, by the way, we should think about things. We should shouldn't check our brain at the door. I I, I get tired of of mindless theology, um, or people, you know, well, that's just too deep for me. No, no, we need to study to show ourselves approved unto God. We need to know what the Bible says, and whenever we're challenged. We tend to run from it, you see. And so let's look at it word by word, phrase by phrase, and see what God actually says and put them all together. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, I've been doing verse uh, 2 builds on verse 1. Verse 3 builds on verse 2. You see, these all go together. And tomorrow we're going to be in verse 2, and it's going to build on verse 1. And, uh, and, and we'll, we'll look at this some more. But, uh, but here's the challenge as we get into this. When you're reading your Bible, when you're hearing preaching, when you're reading books and all these things, let's be very careful that we have an understanding of the milk before we jump to the meat. You say, what's the milk? You know, it's interesting. Paul lays it out pretty well. Uh, I believe it's Paul in, uh, in Hebrews. Um, let me go and run there. I wasn't planning on taking it there, so give me a second to pull it up. Um, but in Hebrews... 
let's see here. There we are. Uh, five. At the very end of Hebrews 5, uh, the, the Jews, the Hebrews, they're being addressed. And he says, for, for when the time, uh, verse 12, for when the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. What are the first principles? Become such as need of milk and not strong meat. The first principles are milk. Um, for everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. In other words, you don't know your Bible. <laughs> uh, for he is a babe. But strong meat. Now, this is what we always go after, but we choke because we're not mature enough to handle it. Strong meat belongs to them who are full age. How do you determine that? Even those who, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So I've learned some things and I've practiced them. But uh, there is a chapter division, but I don't believe there's a vision in thought. Therefore, the next chapter, leaving the principles... Now he's going to start laying out what is the milk doctrines. Leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, maturity. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith towards God and the doctrine of baptism and of laying on of hands and of the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permit. He says, let's go on to perfection. So in other words, here's the milk. The doc, understanding the doctrine of Christ. Who is he? The, the, the blood atonement, the virgin birth, all those things are wrapped up in the doctrine of Christ. Um, re, uh, repentance from dead works. That's how I get saved, right? My, my, my own righteousness is not going to save me. I had to repent from those dead works, all right? Faith toward God. That's how I got saved. Repentance toward God. Faith toward Jesus Christ. Uh, doctrine of baptism. First step of obedience. Right after I get saved, I get baptized. Uh, laying on of hands. This was uh, the ordination and really the spiritual gifts of the first century. We don't practice it really the same way, but uh, but that confirmation in, in the ministry and so forth. Um, and then the resurrection from the dead. What is that? That's the rapture. That is the judgment and then of eternal judgment. We have the judgment seat of Christ. We have the great white throne judgment. Those are the basics, right? Understand those very well when we start taking in other things. And as soon as we start seeing a contradiction, as soon as we see something fall apart, we ought to stop and say, wait a minute, is this something different or does this fit on the building blocks? You see? And sometimes we have to go back and restudy. I'll tell you what, there are some things I've had to relearn in recent years that I was like, these are wrong. There are some things that I was taught wrong in college. There are some things that I learned wrong in church uh, that I had to go through and say, what does the Bible actually say? And, uh, and so we have to understand some of these things. By the way, when we talk about the doctrine of Christ, we talk about repentance, dead works, faith toward God. What does that accomplish in my life? How about this? A complete pardon of sin. That there's no more work to be done. That's a big chunk of Hebrews that talks about that. There's no more work to be done. Why do they have to be emphasized to the Hebrews? Because they were caught up in their works. The law, the Judaizers, they were bewitched. All right. It's hard, by the way. You grow up with tradition. You grow up in these things. Well, I do this and we do this and we do this. And all of a sudden you're told, wait, that's not right. That is so hard because there is an emotional, there is a, uh, uh, there's this attachment to these things. But folks, I would rather have truth. Let God be true and every man a liar. And so let's, let's be very careful not to be bewitched because of a smooth-talking YouTube preacher, because of uh, what book you read, or whatever. Let's make sure we stay in the main book, and that is the Word of God, by revelation, by the written Word of God. Sure appreciate you folks, and uh, look forward to seeing you next time. Uh, we'll see you then. God bless.